0: Welcome to episode two of the Jesus Cam podcast. I'm your host, Mickey Zoga, man, and I'm blessed uh, to be able to be here on another episode. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor. Like I said, once again, we had my boy Noel last uh, episode and it was amazing. It was powerful. Um, you know, he shared his testimony. He talked about the things that, you know, the way that God has moved in his life, the way God has just removed desires and wicked things, you know, very similar testimony to me Um, just how I grew up and how I came apart seeking, you know, everybody goes through a phase of seeking and trying to find things, trying to find their purpose, trying to find who they are. But, you know, at the end of the day, as we seek in the midst of it, Jesus will come, you know, he'll come in many different ways through people, through signs, through TikTok, (laughs) through social media, through anything. But Jesus will come and find his way. And, you know, it's an honor to those who actually accept the calling, who actually accept you know that preaching that they hear instead of just scrolling past it um you know it's actually an honor um just to be able to be around other like-minded people like that so it was an honor to have noel last week but you know this episode i I, like i said last episode man i want to keep things very simple i want to talk about the gospel i want to talk about repentance i want to talk about what it means to you know have a relationship with christ every episode you know, I have here will, will have something to do with repentance, will have something to do with having a relationship with Jesus, will have something to do with knowing God and what it means to go deeper with the things of God. So um, for me, I would say I got saved 2021, right? We're in 2023 now. And I didn't know what it meant to actually have a prayer life until about six months ago. And I'm not talking about like praying, you know, quick prayer before we go to bed. But I'm talking about actually having a prayer life and talking to God. And, you know, this is one way that the enemy actually destroys the body of Christ. This is one way the enemy actually likes to destroy and kill and entangle, um, you know, Christians. You know, he he looks at Christians as, as just enemies because we're the only ones who actually have. The capability and authority to tear him down, just like the word says in Luke 10, 19, Luke 10, 18 through 20. We you know, he's given us authority. Christ has given us authority to step on snakes and scorpions. Um But that is why, you know, the devil works at Christians a little bit harder. Like, I, I don't know why I noticed this. Or I know why. But when I was in the world, you know, it was a little bit different. Life was a little bit different spiritually um and physically opposed to when I was in the world and when I became a Christian, it seemed like when I was in the world, right? I was not really on the devil's target list. I was not really a threat to him because I already, I was already a part of his life. I was already a part of his kingdom, the the demonic kingdom. I was already living for him. I was living in the world, clubbing, going to the club all the time, getting drunk all the time, doing X, Y, and Z all the time. But that's why at that time he was like, I got Mickey, you know, I, I, I got him already. I have no reason to um, attack him as much as i should if if he knows his identity right opposed to getting saved baptized man that's when the battle begins you know that that, that's when he really is starting to say i will never let this person recognize his purpose and i will never first of all never let this person recognize their purpose and i'll never let them know they have more power than me is what the devil is saying so that is why he will try to make our life a living hell this podcast It's called Jesus Can for a reason to let you know that Jesus can change your situation and Jesus can let you know that you can overcome anything the devil throws in your life. Anything, anything. And and literally the mindset to have as Christians, maybe you're a new Christian. uh, Maybe you've been saved for years. Right. But the mindset you should have as Christians is Jesus Christ dying on the cross overcame everything. He overcame every single battle, every single situation, every single moment, every single stronghold. He overcame it on the cross. He already overcame it. He already finished it. That is literally why it says it is finished. He he already finished it. But, you know, the devil won't let you know that. And, you know, you may say, Mickey, why do you keep talking about the devil? Why do you keep trying to give him all uh, his props and everything? He's called the God of this world and he's called the great deceiver. So if we're not aware of his tactics and his schemes, how are you going to win? How are you going to win against um, his snares and his attacks? How are we going to be able to win? So my thing is. It is important to be one step ahead of the devil at all times. How do you do that? First things first, you need a prayer life. First things first, we need to know what it means to pray, what, what, what the Bible tells us about praying. We need to know and, and see how Jesus moved, how Jesus always, you know, at times, Jesus, if we read scripture, he would separate himself from the disciples and the rest of crowds to go and pray to the father. Why did he do that? He did that because he knows what came with it. He did he did that because he knows what happens in the spiritual in the spiritual realm will manifest in the physical. It will manifest in the physical. So it's, it's about knowing how to fight against strongholds. If we if we try to go out here, right, try to go out here and fight things in the physical, try to go and fight our battles. Maybe maybe we like to be aggressive. Maybe we like to get mad. Uh, maybe we like to get physical, different things like that, man. But that is not going to work. It's about how are you fighting in the spiritual what happens in the spiritual will manifest in the physical. It's, it's, it's all about prayer. So I'm going to read scripture real quick. Love scripture. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. I'm reading at the NIV. So it says rejoice always pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstance for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, man, so. I read that, right, just a quick verse, real, just real, real quick verse, I read a lot of scripture, but it's a real quick verse. I read that and I see that God is telling me to pray continually and rejoice always. Why do I have to pray? Why why should I pray continually and rejoice always, even though I'm dealing, you know, have rent due and I don't have any money coming in the bank? or Why should I rejoice always if. Everybody keeps walking out on me as as much as I try to be kind to this person. I seem like I always have the short end of the stick. Why should I rejoice in that? I'll tell you why you should rejoice in that, because you have a heavenly father, right, who is literally trying to give you the answer and trying to give you the way out of your circumstance. But first, he's waiting for you to come to him in prayer, to talk to him about it, to actually come to him and talk to him about it. There, there is so many and we're, I'm going to get to it, but there is so many verses in the Bible where God is saying, how are you expecting to get something when you don't even ask? And this is a revelation I just caught recently, man. It's crazy. Like I said, I've been saved for two years. I didn't know what it meant to have a prayer life till about four, three, four or five months ago. What that actually means to talk to God and have a relationship with him through prayer. Jesus literally knows everything we're dealing with. He knows every circumstance, situation, and he already knows that it is written. It is written that you will overcome it. It is written that you will. And this is not a motivational type gospel. This is a this is first of first and foremost, letting you know that if you don't have a prayer life, you will be spiritually anemic, as my man John Ramirez likes to say, but. Seriously, though, if you do not have a prayer life, you'll be spiritually weak and the devil will keep stepping on your neck. If you don't have a prayer life, if you don't know what it means to talk to God, if you don't if you don't know what it means to actually speak to him and ask him, use your voice. Understand we have power, y'all. Like like we actually have power, like to be able to to, to talk to God and and, and ask and, and receive his Holy Spirit. Right. During the times of the Bible, when we're reading. Before, you know, before Jesus died, there was there was Jesus himself was there. He was with them. But he said, after I leave, I will I'll give you a helper called the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. That is literally him putting himself inside of us, his spirit, his Holy Spirit inside of us that gives us a spirit of perfection. Yes, we're not perfect as human beings, but with the spirit, we're perfect with the spirit. We know everything. So I can literally say, man, I don't know how to overcome this situation, but I'll tap into the Holy Spirit. I will invite the Holy Spirit in my life. And by doing that, I will have the answer to this problem. I will have the solution to this problem. We literally have the answer to everything inside of us when we invite the Holy Spirit. Everything. Everything. When we invite the Holy Spirit. I was I was listening to a sermon um, on my way to work. It was um it was a Mike Signorelli sermon, man. I, I I read his sermons. Let's read his sermons. I listen to the sermons. I listen to Isaiah Saldivar. I listen to John Ramirez. I listen to a lot of the, the OGs as far as you know those who've been in ministry for a long time. Those who actually, you know, and there's a lot of great men and women of God out there. But, like to those guys specifically, man, they've helped me so much with my walk with Christ. You know, actually being able to sit here and talk about God in the first place, I have to learn first. And for those men. Uh, Man, they've taught me so much about what it means to, you know, understand the supernatural power of God, how to not put God in, you know, in a box, how to not limit God for our situations and talk to him about everything. But speaking specifically back to what I was saying about Mike Signorelli, um, he he had one quote in his sermon. Man, it it, it was deep. It was deep and it literally hit me and I'm going to read it real quick. He said, prayer is an identity that you are molded into, not a script that you repeat to me, to me, when I read that i'm I'm you know, I feel a lot of conviction because I go into times a lot where I'm praying, and it feels like a lot of repetition. It feels like a lot of okay, I know I have to pray, I know I have to read my Bible, okay, next thing, I know I have to pray, I know I have to talk to God, okay, next thing, but I'm not actually talking to God." i'm not actually speaking to him but i'm actually checking off a box so obviously we know a script is something that actors or whoever is reading you know or that or that they memorize right sales salesmen they have a script that they memorize anytime they try to go sell a product right so this what what i got out of this quote is is are we making prayer a script or are we actually talking to God about everything and and, and talking to him, first of all, like a, like we know him, like like we're actually. Yes, he's our father. He's heaven. He's our heavenly father. We have to respect him. But man, he knows us and we know him. So let's talk to him like we know him. Let's talk to him like 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 we we we're talking to our father. Right. But but believing that he can literally change anything believing when we come to him not with a wish list not with a santa claus wish list but coming to him believing that he can literally change everything that is the man that is the beauty of it in my opinion of knowing that god is there waiting for us like a friend wanting to talk to us about anything i'm gonna read some more verses praise god i was talking to a friend one time too and excuse me i was talking to a friend one time and he was like hey mickey man you know i feel like sometimes my friend he's a very devout christian very great man of god but he told me one time he was like mickey man i feel like sometimes i'm bothering god i feel like sometimes I talked to God about some of the little things and I, maybe because, you know, I'm not hearing nothing back. I'm bothering him. And, um, you know, maybe I should just like not talk to him about the little things, maybe not talk to him about some small issues and instead just go, go to him about something else. I said, my brother, if you don't talk to God about your problems, who else are you going to talk to him about? Who else are you going to talk to your problems about? If you don't tell God about everything that you're dealing with, big or small, who else is going to deal with it? Who else's hands is it going to be in? I don't know about you guys. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't care what it is that I deal with. I want my problems, my issues, my circumstances, the strongholds that I face with big or small to be in the hands of God. And God is asking for you to do that. Like the greatest miracle, the greatest miracle in the world is that the almighty God of the universe, the God of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac and Moses. Is able to answer our prayers and have a relationship with us human beings. If we knew the sovereignty, the power, just how much he's over everything. Like, like. I i can't even explain it bro like I, I like words can't even describe it but if if we the, if we understood the greatest miracle is that we're able to actually come to him about everything and he wants us to come to him about everything dude we we'd be out here praying all day every day but the problem is obviously we have carnality where we can't catch that revelation and there's things that come up you know i was i was um you know scrolling through TikTok. Not recommended all the time, but uh, scrolling through TikTok and I saw a TikTok by a man named Isaiah Robin. And he he said he's at a certain point of his relationship with Christ. And I'm going to get to this verse real quick, um, but he's at a certain point of as his relationship was with Christ. Excuse me. Um, and he said that he cannot go too long without prayer or Bible without the devil actually coming and attacking him like he can't he can't spend too much time um you know away from he can't spend too much time away from the word of god in the bible without the enemy coming and attacking him in so many different ways and i felt that because when i when i slowly just like slow down on prayer and when i slowly just like slow down on me actually spending time with god bro life starts becoming rough (laughs) like life life really starts becoming rough whenever i slow down and step away from prayer and i was like why why is that the case and now i know subconsciously right the enemy will try to keep us busy and try to keep us away from spending time in a secret place spending time with christ because if he can keep us distracted he can attack us and he can find room to make us not know our identity and our purpose and take away the god-given talents that god has given us right so when he when when i heard that when i watched that and he was saying that man it related so much because we we have a target on our backs we have an actual target on our on our backs bro literally waiting for us to slip up He's waiting for us to make one bad move. I'm talking about to my men and women of God who maybe have been saved for a long time and maybe who are in ministry, maybe who have been, you know, making content for a while, whoever, whatever it is, he is waiting for that one moment for you to slip up. So that is why I'm praying in my car. (laughs) I'm praying on my lunch. I'm praying during dinner. I'm praying like. Literally, I'm not even talking about just before I eat. I'm just talking about just always, like I'm, I'm staying in prayer as much as I possibly can because I'm gonna the I'm gonna eliminate the carnality. Well, back to what I was saying. Get off topic quick. So this will be an interesting podcast. Um, back to what I was saying about praying about everything. Man, I love this. So. Luke chapter 18, verses two through five. This is about a um, a widow who is pleading her case before a judge, and she's constantly bothering the judge. um, You know, obviously trying to get something And this is in Scripture for a reason, um, because God obviously is trying to teach us something in this. So I'm going to read it and I'm going to I'm going to explain it after that. Let the Holy Spirit explain it. He said, so Luke chapter 18, verses two through five says, he said in a certain way, excuse me, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary for a while. Verse four, for a while he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, though, I neither fear God nor respect man. Yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. Why is that? I'm going to I'm going to continue. I'm reading this article and I'm going to continue to read it because what this explains is very good. It says in this parable, there are two characters, an unjust judge and a persistent widow this judge did not fear god who was a source of wisdom he also did not respect man which means which may mean he did not care about what others said or whether they received justice the the widow had some injustice done to her we do not know what it was but that is not essential to the story the important thing you got to catch this the important thing in this parable is that the widow did what the widow did to get justice a widow during Jesus's time was almost helpless. Her only hope was that her persistent plea for justice would be granted. The only hope the widow in this parable had was to keep coming to that unjust judge until she was vindicated. In this story, the widow is the hero. She is the underdog. People love for an underdog to win. And it says, "Some of you may be like the persistent widow in this parable. You have all been praying to God about your adversary. That may be somebody who has hurt you. It may be some situation you're going through. It may even be the adversary himself, Satan. You may also have been praying to God for justice. And maybe you think God is not listening to you. If you are, if you are, if you are, what are you supposed to do? The parable says the widow beat the judge down or wore him out. This literally means she gave him a black eye. She socked it to the unjust judge and she did not let up. Are you like her who keeps who kept bothering the judge until she got an answer? Scripture says God will give justice to his people. From God's perspective, justice will come quickly. From a human, oh, I wanna read his last sentence. From a human perspective, of course, justice may seem to be like a long time coming, but it will come. Therefore, we must persist in prayer as the widow persisted until she received justice. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, Keep on knocking and keep on praying. So I don't know about you guys, (laughs) but I read that and I see that God is explaining, first of all, having that in scripture for a reason, because God is wanting us to come to him about everything. And sometimes the reason why we are not getting things, the reason why things are not shifting in our lives is because we are not coming to God about it. We're coming to somebody else about it. And I'm not saying it's wrong to come to our friends and our family members about our issues. But what I'm trying to say is, who are we running to in the midst of our problems? Is it the Lord? Are we asking the Lord for a day and not seeing an answer the next day and thinking that everything is the end? Or are we coming and persistently, like the widow, are we persistently coming to God, asking? You know, the beauty of coming to God about asking is because. When we keep coming to God and asking about something, the fact that we're in that spirit, the fact that we're in that heart of prayer, he will redirect us and say, my child, thank you for coming to me. Although you don't, although you are persistently praying for this, I have this better. I have this waiting for you. So really, there is no there is you you can't go wrong in any way, shape or form about persistently praying to God. When you stay in the spirit, when you stay in the secret place, coming to God about everything, you will get lined up to the correct thing. He will say, yes, go deeper. Or maybe you don't hear nothing. Maybe you hear nothing at all. Maybe you're just like hearing blank. You're trying to you don't see no signs after prayer. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Go deeper because I promise you, you will hear something. I promise you, you will get direction. I promise you, 100, I I have no doubt in my mind. You will either get confirmation that what you are praying for is, is correct and you will get what you're praying for, or God will redirect you to something even better. But first, we have to make the decision to pray. First, we have to make the decision to come to the Lord Jesus Christ about it. Don't run anywhere else to your problems, for your problems, for your issues, for your situations come to christ man come to christ come and see come and taste his glory it's not easy obviously nobody promised i hope nobody promised when you when you decided to become a christian that this was going to be easy there was no promise at all this was going to be easy never not one time but i will promise you this This is the greatest decision you will ever make in your entire life. What you are securing is so much greater than what you can see. Eternity, man. Eternal life. Jesus Christ. The only way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. And making the decision to come to him and say, man, I've tried the world. I've tasted the world for so long. Maybe you've been back and forth. Maybe you've been living in the world and you know what's real. Maybe you grew up in the church. I don't know what your situation may be, but I'm saying right here at this very second, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Right here at this moment, at the sound of my voice, is the day for you to dedicate or rededicate your life back to Christ. I'm not out here forcing or pushing this, but I'm trying to tell you with emphasis why this is the greatest decision you will ever make? I'm talking, I'm talking strongholds, depression, anxiety lifted off your shoulders, stuff you've been carrying forever, stuff that you've tried to maybe numb through weed and through the bottles and through the clubs, time maybe through girls, through men, whatever, whoever you are, whatever your situation may be. You tried it all, but I'm here to tell you, try Jesus. I'm here to tell you, try Jesus. Come and see Jesus it ain't gonna be one of those things that you tried and now nah, i'm talking when you try out all out say god if you're real if this is real show me god if you're real reveal yourself to me god if this is really what is true if what this dude is saying behind the microphone is true show me i have nothing to lose i have nothing to lose at all but I'm i'm here to tell you man that the stuff that is said in that scripture the stuff that god is saying in that word is real it is real it is first of all unfolding before our eyes and the second of all is confirmation that we have somebody who will be with us every single day of our lives peace that surpasses understanding joy every fruit of the spirit this is the greatest thing ever so you know I'm, I'm coming to a close here about to finish up soon but i i want to you know make this a call to action of repentance that is a that is the sole purpose of this of this podcast you know the title of it is called jesus can but first and foremost jesus can't do anything if you don't repent if you don't say if you don't make the decision to come to him humbly and say god i'm a sinner in need of a savior god i'll humbly come to you and say i want i want you to be my lord and savior so yes jesus can work in your life but first things first it's time to repent it's time to surrender it's time to become born again (laughs) all jokes aside though man i i I really have a heart and there's no greater feeling than see somebody new come to christ somebody new coming to the lord so i'm somebody that you can always message for questions man i have you know bible studies with my with my circle eventually about to start having bible studies too through this platform but um, you know, I'm somebody that you can message for any reason, any reason, any question, anything. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long I haven't talked to you. Um, you know, I've had great conversation with people of just people coming in and asking questions or maybe who I've had questions and just having a good, healthy conversation with man. It's important to have those kind of have those kind of conversations and ask those types of questions because that's how growth happens. So I always make it as open as possible to ask questions ask questions because if you don't ask and just assume man that's that's like you know probably the worst possible thing you could do so i i want to make that as open as possible because i'm always here for your growth your spiritual growth because what happens as i said earlier in the show what happens in the spiritual will manifest in the physical there's no doubt about it so i thank you for you know, joining and, and and coming to the end of this episode, I'm about to finish off here in a prayer. But just understand, man. I hope y'all hear the passion behind the voice that I'm, the, the things that I'm saying, the passion and just the realness of what I'm trying to say, of what it means to to surrender your life. Time is not on our side, <laughs> and I say that in all seriousness. Time is not on our side. Tomorrow is not promised. We do not know what tomorrow looks like. We do not know tomorrow. Um, we do not know what will come tomorrow. So why would I play Russian roulette with my soul? Why would I? Why would I play games and gamble? Why not make the decision right now to secure my eternity with Jesus Christ to be with the father in heaven? Why not? Why not make that a a certainty? Bible says we'll know 100 percent for sure. Oh, if you have that relationship with him. So that is, the, that is the passion, that is the, the rawness of what I have. The purpose of this podcast too as well is just to let you know the, the realness, the truth, the way, the truth, the life, and it's only found through Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for the person who may be watching and listening, God, who who maybe wants to dedicate or rededicate their life back to Jesus Christ, God. I pray that they first know before anything, God, it starts with the repentance. It starts with a, a decision to follow you. It starts with a decision to say, God, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. It starts with a decision to say, God, I've tried everything and I and I and I don't want that anymore. God, I want you. It starts with the decision. So I pray right now, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to fill everybody right now who may be watching or listening and, and, and to give them a, a spirit of understanding. A Holy Spirit conviction, God, to turn away, Lord, to to, to turn away, to repent, God, to come to you humbly, to come to you humbly, to accept the calling, God. I pray this over everybody, Jesus. There is power. There is power in prayer. There is power. So I pray right now, Jesus, for everybody to come to you humbly and know how Jesus can work in their life. We thank you, God, for your death, your burial, your resurrection, for what you've done, God. And I just pray for you to continue to be with all of us, including myself. And let us continue to know what prayer means. What it means, Lord, as I was explaining. What it means through the power of your Holy Spirit, Father. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate you guys for watching. Um, you know, stay tuned, man. We'll have more guests on here, more great episodes, Holy Spirit filled episodes. And uh, God bless you guys. I hope you all be safe and be blessed in Jesus name. Thank you.